I'm Chrissy. And you're listening to Side Hugs. Your unofficial Duggar Snark podcast to help you help us feel better about talking shit about a weird-ass family. So this week we are continuing our discussion of Jeremy and Ginger's book, The Hope We Hold. And where we left off last week, Jeremy had um, met Jess and Ben. They struck up their little friendship and he was just getting introduced to the whole Duggar shit show because they invited him to stay with the family at the Big Sandy conference in Texas. Here's a theory that I think was like somewhat confirmed if we read between the lines in these chapters. So Ginger is talking about the Big Sandy conference where they first meet and this is like you know, Jessa and Ben invite Jeremy over to hang out with the family. And apparently this is like not a weird thing because like this happens all the time. It was just mm-hmm. platonic. Don't know if I believe that. But, yeah. Um, okay. So obviously the first time Ginger sees Jeremy, she like obviously recognizes recognizes this is like a hot, like guy, like well-groomed, yeah. mm-hmm. like, normal dude. And is like immediately attracted to him. Okay. But then she goes on to say, here's how she ends the chapter. It would be cool to see him again, I thought. He was clearly an awesome guy. He was mature. He was handsome. Maybe he was even interested in one of my sisters, but there was no way he'd ever look at me like that. Okay. <laughs> Low self-esteem. Much. Like, we've heard this in, I think, when they were talking about their story. She like This is like a line she reiterates over and over. It's like yeah. she never thought that a guy like I Jeremy know. could be interested in a girl like her, which is like, honey, come on. Like, right. Like, you know, for all of her trying to convince us, like, yeah, she was like very healthy, not worried about like marriage or whatever. It doesn't seem like she had like the, you know, it just seems like a self-esteem thing. Like, why would you, you think know. that like, like, it's annoying because clearly she thinks Jeremy's like so far out of her, her league that she's so lucky to have gotten a guy like Jeremy because she yeah. never thought it happened. But it's like, that can't be the healthiest basis for like, I know, relationship. Do you know what I mean? Like, if somebody's right. like, always feeling in a position of like, oh, shit, like, how did this happen? I mean, and people have said so many times that like, they, they, they think that maybe not that exactly, but like, Jeremy liked um, that type of thing about her. That, oh, like, oh, yeah. I know for sure. I yeah. get into part two of this. That is written in yeah, black yeah, and yeah. white here. Yeah. Okay. But then in the next chapter, there's this little, there's just this other line about how she's still talking, going on and on about Jeremy, like, same shit. And she says, Oh my God. She goes on and on about this. She says, he was six years older than me. He was a godly, mature man with a ministry to run and surely a whole crowd of Christian women lining up for a chance to be with him. (laughs) There was no chance he would ever look at me that way. I was too young for him. Why should I have let my mind and heart wander to a place they couldn't go? Okay. Oh my God. Two things here. Obviously, the fawning is ridiculous. Like, get a hold of yourself, Ginger. Show some self-respect, please. And second of all, she says over and over in those two passages that she thought that she was too young for Jeremy. Jeremy was too old for her. And in that first passage that I read, that he might have been interested in one of her sisters. And at the time, both Jill and Jessa were married. And the only other unmarried sister that was older than Ginger was... Jana! Which people have said over and over. It's like they were like, wouldn't it make more sense? Like, 
they the were 80s. way closer in age. Like they were both single at the time. Yeah. Why did that happen? And I've never heard it stated outright, but I think I am going to venture out on a limb and put a new theory out there. Guess that initially, not in the book here, not written down, but initially Jeremy was interested in Jana and like, went to all these younger events because he was taking a look at Jana. Like off right off the bat or like when he met them all for the first time at Big Sandy? Both. I think yeah. that in the back of his mind when I, cause like clearly he knew that Jessa had all these sisters when he yeah. asked Ben, do you know anyone who could set me up with? He knew exactly yeah. to whom he was referring, like where his mind would go right off the bat, you know? Right, and right. I think that in his mind, he was considering Jana because why wouldn't you? It would make more sense on paper. And clearly J- Ginger thought that he was considering someone older maybe one of her sisters but it's gotta be jana yeah it wouldn't have been fucking joy joy was a child that would not have been okay yeah yeah um it could have only been jana i like this i like this theory yeah i think that's the thing i think that Mm -hmm. and that would explain why he saw ginger and was like oh cool like no spark there's rando (laughs) you know right because he was probably perceiving her as the little sister of someone who he wanted to Random. get to know. Yeah. So then do you think, do you think like he just kind of like chatted the Jana and she just like was not receptive to him? Yeah. I do. Yeah. Like you're asking, do I, do I think the rejection was like mutual or one-sided? I, I would venture to guess it was mutual. I honestly think that Jeremy would actually hate being in a relationship with Jana and, and Jana would hate being in a, in a relationship with J- Jeremy. Yeah. I think it was like pretty mutual i want to say mutual but i also want to like i'm sure jana was like no, no. i i can't imagine jana being interested in so like someone like jeremy because he is the opposite of everything she's purported to desire in a partner like yeah he's not hard work like doesn't work with his hands it's not crafty it's not hand like literally the yeah. opposite of hand you know yeah he's like in a bookish like books wannabe yeah. scholar yeah right um so uh yeah, I can't. I can't imagine that it would have gone far either way. But I think that right there, waiting in the wings, was Miss like googly eyes with low self esteem over here, um, yeah. <laughs> waiting to be swept off her feet. Yeah, I mean, he wanted someone meek, so yeah, he couldn't. Yeah. couldn't have asked. He couldn't have been clear about that. Unfortunately. Um. All right. So chapter eight, right? Chapter eight. Was that- incredibly. I feel like chapter eight is another one where like we got a lot of info. Yeah. Um. So by now, Ben and Jessa and Jeremy are like very much threesome. Yeah, they are hanging out. That I think is weird. Yeah, hanging out all the time, like the three of them staying up late to debate scripture. Um, like of he's course. traveling. Yeah, he's traveling to Arkansas to see them to do to have these like get together is just the three of them they're, at this point they're still newlyweds um and then all of a sudden jim bob comes to the house and he needs to talk to ben and jessa outside and so this is the time where the news broke about josh like molesting his sisters that scene could not be more fucking dramatic because she describes it like as going outside the rain is pounding down <laughs> jim bob is standing there in the dark like by the porch light, and he calls jessa outside because uh-huh. he doesn't want to go in because i guess like ben and jeremy are both in there so he like summons jessa outside in the rain and tells her this news is broken to the world yeah yeah 
And I can't believe that Jeremy basically was like the first person to know. I know. I can't believe he was there at this time. I cannot. Yeah. In the background, this little lurker <laughs> just yeah. for like years. <laughs> I know. Being at every fuck? danger event that the yeah. Duggars were going through during this time. Like the Forrest Gump of the Duggar family. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so his trip is kind of like cut short. Um, the family they don't like necessarily go into hiding, but Jim Bob wants everybody no. to like go to like a family a friend of the family's house to kind of like lay low because paparazzi's all over the place. They literally um, flee their home. Yeah. Like, yeah they, I think like, that is. Like, Ginger says that he parks the RV in front of the house with the door facing the house so that they can all get into the RV like without being seen. That sounds so fucking <laughs> intense. But I know. Also, like in a way like laughably extreme. Like I'm sh- like you probably. Yeah. I as much as I do feel for like the girls during this time obviously like this is i'm not defending it it was like probably yeah. likely hideous for them like this is such overkill like and also i know it's overkill for like something that is the fault of jim bob and michelle like i know i know for mishandling it for completely just being fucking right and and also it. like and we've heard this before but the another problem is that like the reason that ginger's even so upset about it is because it's being brought up not that it happened but just that people know about it and um and i've always thought like that was such like just like a problem that i don't know obviously like this happened years ago so the family i don't know talked about it did whatever they did and so in the like victim or in the survivor's minds like it's past it's behind them and they don't want to relive it but yeah. it's, it's like be mad for for some of the right reasons too like be mad at the person who did this to you be mad at the parents who um you know were also responsible in their own ways yeah i mean i feel like this is like one of those things where i hope this i mean i'm the queen of projection but i really yeah. hoped in my heart of hearts that it was one of those things that was like you know it's bullshit i know it's bullshit and i'm still not going to give you more information about it because like you're not entitled to mm. it and i don't care right you know? right right yeah like, which i do kind of respect that move she's like nope that's like you're get you're getting what you get which is like clear as day like yeah. served up on a platter of bullshit and i'm not going to deviate from that you know yeah yeah um which like moves you know <laughs> i think yeah. like fine i i think it's like annoying i don't think i expected anything different i didn't expect some like obviously this is not coming from somebody like jill who's been in therapy and has like been trying to process yeah. and trying to like grow and move forward sure. um about all of it and who's clearly expressed like resentment about her parents for like a number of different things so yeah. i don't think that i was expecting like a bombshell about this but i no. you're right like yeah yeah it's it not that, super glossed over yeah like i didn't right like i didn't expect a bombshell i didn't expect any anything different it just like reminds me just like just that it's just so unfortunate that yeah yeah, the feelings it also like it also is one of those things that reminds me like yeah i mean just like as annoying and as the second the second gen r doesn't compare to the (laughs) the the sins of the first gen duggar yeah yeah you know yeah um okay but also in this chapter you know i guess once everything dies down a little bit Ben and Jessa, they go to Houston, but they are so obsessed with Jeremy, they're willing to drive five extra hours to see him. And once they're again, they're basically dating yeah. Jeremy. It's yeah, basically. Jeremy. Basically. Um, and once again, the topic of Jeremy finding a wife comes up. And one night at dinner, Jessa brings up Ginger. And the way Jeremy describes it is basically that he's like, huh. 
I never thought about that. Ginger. Hmm. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, maybe. Hmm. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, he, so he says he wants to pray on it. Um, you know, and only after watching Ginger's testimony on YouTube does he truly feel ready to pursue her. Um, of course, not after talking with her, having one no. singular conversation, just being no. like, oh, yeah, that YouTube video is cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. that's um, yep. okay. for you. Yeah, right. Um, but then Ginger mentions this. Okay, so she's not courting anybody, but she mentions this, like, Florida guy who had shown interest in her, apparently, around this time, but that she's not attracted to, not interested in. Or nothing she's decided. She's not attracted to. It yeah, seems like she like was, Ooh, okay, and, yeah, right. and then ultimately decides like, okay, no, not for me. But again, yeah, who who is this, my- who's this Florida guy? Like, did they? Is it somebody they met through like the Kellers? There, racking my brain. Exactly. Those are the only people I could think of. Yeah, the Kellers. That's it. That's the only like people that we know of that are associated in this like in the extended Duggar Cinematic yeah. Universe who are down there. Um, I, cinematic uh, universe. <laughs> have a theory. Okay. Of course. Yeah, yeah, give it a um, That Florida guy is, it's a pseudonym. Okay. And it, <laughs> I literally have no basis for this. is incorrect. Stop. Okay. And they were trying to protect his identity, and actually, it was Tennessee guy, and actually, it was Lawson Bates. And they can't. No. <laughs> I okay. This is one I know I go out on a lot of limbs on the pod, but this is one that I actually can't defend. No evidence of it in the text. If I had to like point it out, could it? But um, it could. <laughs> like it's. I want like why not? You know, just because we don't. We literally. She's never been linked to anybody with any ties to Florida. Ever. Right. And people have talked about I've Ginger talked Lawson. About. Yeah. I thought I was like die hard convinced that was a thing. Ooh, that's interesting though. Okay, okay, okay. I like that explanation. The theory. It's I know it's thin. I know it's weak. I know it could be blown down by just like a whisper, like a you know, that's how strong <laughs> that theory is. But um yeah. I don't know. It could be. I think it's more fun to believe it could be. I know. Oh, but then again, this is, and she mentions this multiple times. She's been in Florida a bunch for like a prison ministry. Oh, fuck. That is true. Well, the Kel, that's okay. That's also the Kellers do have a prison. Like Pa Keller does have like famously a prison ministry. I, it could not have been a Keller boy. No, no, but like, but like somebody, um, associated with the Kellers. Associated. Yeah. You're right. You're right. It was a lost face. That would have been so good though. I know. I know. Believe. I'm a believer. (laughs) Believe. I believe. Um, Okay, so Ginger and Jeremy, like, I guess, reunite. They meet each other again at Jess and Ben's baby shower. And Ginger once again talks about how handsome and mature he is. Um, And the next day, Ben is driving Jeremy to the airport to go home. But Ginger's also there because she's going back to Florida for another prison ministry thing. And... Ginger and Jeremy go into the airport together and she's like so smitten, so excited that he's waiting with her like until her plane's called um, to board and they start talking about the Bible. And then of course, Jeremy suggests that she read his blog post about like whatever. Um, 
because you know this has to be like turned toward him of course um and i mean they're such a like novelist guy who's like hey read this manuscript that i like i know you know what it's the version of read my screenplay Uh, (laughs) yeah it really is oh god um and they both like seem interested at this point and then jeremy wonders if ginger is a gift from god to him because so deserving of everything where it all went wrong i mean we should note that like months and months into this fucking seven chapters into the book they have their first conversation like their first <sighs> substantive conversation which yeah. is crazy like he's basically already like up ben and jess's ass for months like i know so well. that's the weird part like he was so like close and intimately he was basically like jess's and ben's best friend and then decided to like oh hey let me talk to ginger like it's so weird that they had like a much stronger pre-existing relationship yeah it is it is so strange and she was Um, like ginger's like this incidental random like happenstance thing that's just like sprung out from that i you know happenstance quote unquote unquote, right okay so next chapter the family is um they're gonna be starting the counting on show it's like announced um but they are going to central america first for like a mission trip and jeremy's going which is also like so wild that so around the time counting on started jeremy and ginger were already talking i know yeah like that episode that we reviewed a couple weeks ago where they go down to central america after um to visit jill and derek that must have been where they like this infamous i know you know I know. Um, because it was in the, it was like the winter of 2015, which mm-hmm. was like after the scandals broke, counting on it, just been picked up. You know, it was like right. the fifth, fourth or fifth episode of it. So, wow, he was there in the background. He literally was the little lurker. Um, Wait, so, okay. Ginger also talks about how she's packing for the Central America trip, finds out Jeremy is going to join them. <sighs> yeah. And then she real she spends a week buying com- a completely new wardrobe so she can repack and take a yeah. different set of clothes, which is psychotic. But also, it sounds like she needed to because she's like, yeah. Apparently, she was packing Toms with holes in the toe. And people were, were like, Ginger, why are you packing toms with holes in the toe and she's like oh it doesn't matter i'm going to serve christ it doesn't matter what i look like and it's like okay there's a difference between your mission trip being a fashion show and you wearing or shoes that cover your fucking feet yeah like they should like i know no fashionista <laughs> <laughs> um okay when they get down there um jeremy it's like 2 30 a.m but jeremy greets them he gives ginger a hug a hug um and they're not even courting yet this is very shameful no um yeah um so once jeremy and ginger finally get a chance to talk like the first thing he does is ask her if she checked out his blog and she didn't and he's like yeah i know he's like so just like broken heart he just like plays this up so much the way he writes about being just like so disappointed and they kind of like he's like oh okay and kind of like shuffles away but they still talk during the week and jeremy asked him about courting her and he doesn't say no, but he doesn't say yes. And Jim Bob basically says, court me first. No. So he just says, like, they yeah. need to get, yeah, they need to get to know him. Jim Bob and Jeremy need to get to know each other first. And I cannot emphasize this enough. The conversations that they've had so far are at the airport. It seems like they had a long conversation. Yeah. And then did you read my blog? And she says no. And then he's like, I'm going to court you. I know. 
I know. That's how it happens. That's their timeline. I don't get it. It's fucking right. Right. And then, okay, so the next chapter, uh, Jeremy says a week after the mission trip, Jim Bob emails him a 50 page document of questions. So this is what Jeremy says uh, in the book. The questions weren't surface level and some of them were on topics I hadn't yet considered. He asked me everything from how I became a believer and my position on theological issues to my opinions on parenting and how I handle finances. They were the kinds of questions that would save married couples a lot of pain and heartache if they asked them before they walked on the aisle. But then Jeremy also says he, such an overachiever, he writes answers that are so long that by the time he sends the document back to Jim Bob, it's 107 pages long. Like eyes are in the back of my head right now. Yeah. Garrulous piece of shit. Like I know clearly so fucking proud of himself that he was able to like type out the requisite answers in a way that was, of course he bloviated for pages and pages about what he believed. Like this is his, you know what? The, here's the annoying part. I I think he liked getting this questionnaire so he can go on and on about, about himself. Explicit detail. Like, I'm yes. sure this is like a highlight of their courting experience. He talks about it all the time, not because he hated it, but because he fucking loved it. Right. Right. Oh, God. Oh, for sure. But, okay. Eventually, Jeremy flies to Arkansas to see the Duggars. And, but when Jim Bob picks him up from the airport, he says that Jeremy's theology might be the deal breaker, which is like so shocking to Jeremy. And they discuss Jeremy's religious beliefs, but it's still like, it seems kind of iffy, right? Mm-hmm. And, and they the- don't mention what yeah. their theological no, beliefs are. They don't. They get into it a little. They say it's the difference between free will and predestination. Okay. But then they don't clarify for a while, like, what his views... It, it seems like Jeremy was on the side of, like, salvation is a matter of predestination, and the Duggars are on the side of salvation is a matter of free will. Okay. Which makes sense because he comes from a Calvinist tradition. His dad was a reformed preacher. Okay. But here's the weird thing also. Okay. Ben was raised Calvinist. Ben was a Calvinist. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Calvinist. And the whole thing about Calvinism is predestination. Okay. So do you think that like this thing was started because Ben revealed himself later to be like he did maybe he didn't grill Ben because he was the first one hard enough and then he revealed himself to be a Calvinist to believe in predestination. And that's why he's going so far in on Jeremy. Again, no evidence for this. Could be um or like I mean, it could be, or, like, did he know that about Ben, and Ben was, like, grilled as well, but but maybe, like, I don't know, Jim Bob could be, like, almost using it as an excuse to, to, like, be harder on Jeremy, because he does have that background, he is older, but, like, it's not very Christian to judge him for that background, and because he's, like, saved now, like, I don't know. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, that was the other thing that I was thinking, and we can talk about it, like, or I wonder, the other, like, theory that we could, there's an argument to be made that, like, the theological issue was, like, a smokescreen to cover his concerns right. about his, like, actually shitty past, which right. clearly Ben didn't have, and it seemed like Ben might share some of those same views according to his upbringing, but. Yeah. All right, at the end of this trip, Jim Bob tells Jeremy that, um, like, he's a good match for Ginger, but I don't know about this theology. 
So like weeks and months pass. Jim Bob and Jeremy are regularly talking about religion. And it seems like he's getting somewhere. Meanwhile, Ginger says that like people around her are worried about Jeremy's potentially wild past. And like Jess is telling her, don't listen to them. But Ginger is possibly having second thoughts because the chapter ends with Jim Bob telling Jeremy Ginger is not interested, which kind of like comes out of left field. Completely. Okay. And and yeah. Jeremy takes it hard. We'll talk about how hard he exactly yeah, takes yeah. it. But didn't see, he clearly didn't see it coming. And he's shocked. Yeah. Um, Jeremy says his, um, his words hung in the air like a dark cloud. I felt like I couldn't breathe as if I had been punched in the gut. All this time, I thought I was trying to win over Mr. Duggar to convince him that my theology wasn't a problem. I didn't know a much more sinister problem was threatening to tear us apart forever. No fucking shit. Maybe you should have been go. You were trying to pursue the wrong fucking person and you forgot about the actual purpose of all. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Another point of evidence for like courting is whack. It doesn't even fucking make sense. They didn't like they're. Oh God. Here, I'll I'll read the little passage. Mm -hmm. For reasons I couldn't understand, something shifted. As I talked to mom and dad that night, I suddenly knew I couldn't do it. I couldn't start a relationship with Jeremy. Something was weighing on me. There was so many conflicting opinions, and I felt like I would divide my friends and family if I moved forward. And that's like, basically, she's just scared about what people will say. Like, she's scared that the, the like, validation thing that we talked about, like, she's going to, like, mm-hmm. lose a little bit of that, like, um, like, like approval. Love it yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Approval. Yeah. Um, I know, yeah, this is really the only explanation we get that, that just that she was... I don't know, worried about what everyone would think. Um, I mean, I know that like at this point, up until this point, Jim Bob had such an issue with like the theology of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 also at this point, Jim Bob was getting ready to like sign off on them. I know after and yeah. okay, mm-hmm. the, I feel like this speaks to the depth of his like, honestly, bottomless immaturity is that his yeah. reaction to this is like so absurdly juvenile. I, I can't believe it. Jeremy, yeah. Jeremy, um, like he mm-hmm. flips his fucking shit because of that reason. He's like basically like in all of his passages, he's like, I spent a year going after mm-hmm. her and um, they here he says, I have fallen yep. victim to the ultimate bait and switch. What the fuck? Overwhelmed. Yeah. Like, get over yourself. It's the ultimate bait and switch. Like, the way, like, he turns on Ginger on a fucking dime. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he like, doesn't get what he wants, yeah. You can tell this man is like not used to rejection mm-hmm. in any way, oh, yeah. shape, or form. He's like, oh, he's yeah. honestly more than like. There's no sadness in in these passages. He's no. like bitter, and he's like, mm-hmm. he just he's offended. Really he's uh-huh. yes, yep. exactly. He's yeah. offended that like Ginger would reject him after all of this time, right. and he's just like he writes in his journal like angrily, like mm-hmm. never have I felt so betrayed in my right. life. He and then he writes just like. He says, like, at one point, he just writes about Ginger, like, one line. Cold-hearted. And I'm like, oh, my God. I know. (laughs) And, like, do you know how many times I've, like, quote-unquote, like, wasted months on relationships? Like, dude, that's how it is. I mean, he literally just has such a transactional view Mm -hmm. of what this is. Like, it couldn't be any more clear. He's like, I put the kindness tokens, I put the time tokens in, I get, you know, 
you know, a hot little virgin wipe out of this. Ew. Right. Right. <laughs> but disgusting sentence, but I know. Like, he, like, showing his ass all over the page. Like, he's just, know. like, out of his mind, livid, angry. He's behaving like a child. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, completely like a child. Like I said, yeah, like, you, he's not used to getting told no. He gets told no, and he just, right. like, can't handle it. I know. It, like, if yeah. you thought it was hard to root for him before, like, after this. Right. I'm like, what is up? I know. And I wish Ginger would have, like, held her resolve. Like, I don't I know. know what was, like, the impetus for it, but I feel like it was a spark of, like, actual agency in some mm-hmm. way, you know? Yeah. And and then it just disappeared. Yeah, I forget. How does she describe it in the book that she just, like, changes her mind again? I know she talks to Jessa about it a lot. Well, Jessa brokering the whole fucking deal here. She like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She is like on the phone with Jeremy and Ginger at the same time, like trying to like negotiate <laughs> what is going on. It is crazy. This woman has mad skill, and she, she yeah, it yeah, should yeah. be put to use in some professional capacity. <laughs> um, but basically, so Jeremy drives away in a huff. Jessa mm-hmm. calls Jeremy, um, and he's on the road. He's already left Big Sandy, and she's like, "Come back, like Ginger." <laughs> is still on the fence like she's say she's saying that she doesn't know why she feels this way and that i guess is like encouragement enough for him to go back yeah and to basically he goes back and he like sits her down and like demands Mm -hmm. an answer he's like why did you do this to me basically and ginger has no answers for him because like first of all what else are you going to say to like this angry hulking like stranger of a man who's in your room like Mm -hmm. demanding to like get some explanation out of you it's not gonna happen um but basically they keep talking and she talks more it's just so much fucking talking yeah yeah (laughs) yeah their parents they talk to pastors they talk to people and then Mm -hmm. finally she's like she there's a passage about like i saw how hard he was fighting for me and like i've Mm -hmm. always wanted somebody to fight that hard for me in my life and it's like Girl, he could be anybody. You don't even know him at this point. Like, I which know. is what happens. Like, um, and it's it's just like kind of wild though because it's like as like as much as all of this was drawn out in the book, it's like I had no idea this happened behind the scenes. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And we like we knew their courtship was like so suspiciously short. It was less. Than yeah. Long. Yeah. Because Jeremy's like. <laughs> You know, I better get her locked down before she changes her mind again. <laughs> I have to make this official. I have to yeah. make sure nobody in the family, like, reneges on their right, right. promise to me. Yeah, no, but it was, like, they get – they start courting mm-hmm. June 20th. And then they get engaged, like – okay, more a little bit more than a month. Yeah, weeks um, later. Like, five weeks yeah. later. That is, that is so the extent yeah. of their courtship. And it's yeah. so crazy because – Ginger talks about how in her family, obviously, you can't text until you're officially calling. You can't have, like, Mm -hmm. private conversations. So they only texted for five weeks. Right, right. Before they decided to get engaged. Like, it's so great. Like, as long as Jeremy spent, like, quote, unquote, fighting for this girl, he literally did not know her because he was not allowed to get to know her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I guess, like, they did have some, before they even started courting, they did have some, like, alone moments i guess like when they were in the airport together um yeah i, I guess when, when they, they were, were in like, central america missionary work yeah exactly yeah and i guess those three conversations really carry them along until like yeah it yeah, really, really doesn't seem like i it just feels like one of those things like 
on a re like on the bachelor the bachelor where you don't literally don't spend time with this person and each person individually gets to build up this like entire narrative in their head about like who the mm-hmm. other person is that's so true because they don't oh. know no and really you're don't. like you're completely you're right i feel like you said it's like for jeremy it's like there's like a sunk cost fallacy thing with him. He's like, I've invested too much time, too much energy yeah. to let this one go. And he's just yeah. a pride thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Especially with him. Yeah. Yes, clearly. Mm-hmm. But. Oh, yeah. Ginger. <sighs> I I honestly feel kind of bad for her because I feel like. Do you think it was like a power play? Like to get more attention from him or something? Like. I don't know. I mean, if it was, it was like a subconscious thing. Cause like, I don't think it would be like a purpose. I don't think it'd be like a purposeful one. Yeah. From you her. don't think she's, she's enough of like a, a yeah. This she's like no, she's no Jessa. She's no, yeah. she really is not. Yeah. She's not yeah. Like, right. um, yeah. Like emotional dexterity to like maneuver yeah. this and make this happen. But I, I kind of thought that it might've been like a power play, like after feeling for so long that like, I don't know. Right. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think we're overthinking. I think I'm overthinking like Ginger's uh, motivations behind this. Yeah. You're giving her a little too much credit. I do credit. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think the more accurate is like the girl was fucking confused and. Yeah. Happened. Yeah. So yeah, she, she goes back on it. She gets engaged to this man. Mm -hmm. They text for five weeks and decide to commit their lives to one another. And yeah, so believe it or not, we accidentally recorded another hour on the remainder of the book. So um, that's coming next week, and we're going to get into their wedding, their random weird honeymoon, and um, speculate wildly about their plans for the future. So yeah, tune in next week, and until then, snark on Mother Duggers.